It is Monday on Daily Delivery. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Patrick Royce with me. I am Michael Rand. Patrick, um, we always talk a little bit before the show about what we're going to, you know, obviously what we're going to get into. It's not all a surprise. Uh, we could do several, uh, several shows today. There's so, uh, so much going on. We got to talk Vikings. We got to talk about the AFC and NFC title games. Maybe we'll get to a little bit of other stuff at the end, but, um, we were talking, you know, before we, before we started recording, talking about the, how the chiefs just completely fell apart on, uh, on Sunday, they're up 21 to three, you know, uh, Cincinnati gets a, a, a late touchdown in that second half. Kansas City comes marching right back down the field. Looks like they're going to get a, get a touchdown at the end of the half. They don't get any points at all. Cause time runs out. And then Patrick Mahomes, what happened to him? I don't know. I, uh, you know, it, it, in the end, I was saying to myself, well, it, it, it supports my long held theory. We always know what's going to happen unless it doesn't, <laughs> you know, in sports sports is yesterday was the that game is the wonder of sport right there. The, the fact that we, we, we all express our hardcore opinions. I was, comparing Patrick Mahomes to Tiger Woods in the first half. He was, I mean, he's the, he's the number one man in American sports right now. And then they, he makes a stupid play at the goal line. Now people are giving Andy Reid credit for that, but uh, he's got to know that unless the receiver can walk into the end zone, he's got to throw it at his feet and kick the field goal. Right. Yes. And I don't think, you know, this is the, they've always talked about, he seems to be a guy who could put everything behind him, but he was rattled the rest of the game. It was unbelievable how bad he was. And I refuse to believe that after having all those wide open receivers in the first half, that obviously Cincinnati figured something out at halftime, but there still had to be some receivers there. And he started running around like, ponders we we both agreed it was he, he wouldn't throw the ball he wouldn't uh he was afraid to fire the ball to uh in a contested situation it was all of a sudden he was like the young Aaron Rodgers not wanting to throw any interceptions and then he started just happy feet running as you said happy feet running around in circles and it was brutal I couldn't believe it because because he was great the first half. Yeah, well, yeah, they scored on like they scored on How three drives in a, they scored on three drives in a row. It looked like it was going to be a fourth. And then I think you're right. Maybe he was just maybe in the back of his head, he's like, Oh, we should have had we should have had those yeah. points. This should have been a I mean, it should have been a cakewalk kind of game if if you know, maybe if they score there, because then they get the ball, I believe. They had the ball to start the second half, too, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, could be... they got the ball to start the second half, and they three and out, I believe. Yes. And then Mike. Overtime. Okay. Here it is. Right. A week ago, you went into overtime and you went down the field in 12 seconds against a better defense, allegedly Buffalo. And he goes three and out again. He was just terrible. And I can't believe it. It's just, uh, it's it just that it's amazing that these guys are all human beings, I guess, and including him. Uh, Cause I, I, I couldn't believe what I was watching. And meanwhile, the other guy, Joe Burrow, suddenly he's the story going into this Super Bowl, isn't he? I mean, yes. everybody's going to be talking about 
Matt Stafford, who tried to lose the game, by the way, hit the safety right in the chest. Man, that guy, Shanahan should have ran out on the field and released him. (laughs) He should have said, your career is over, son. Get on the plane and go home. (laughs) You know, when he dropped that, because that's the ball game right there. Yes. But uh, Joe Burrow is, I mean, this is amazing. Again, we were talking before. First season he's played, really. He got hurt yeah. right early last year. And uh, he's something. He's a bigger, more athletic kid than we give him credit for. He's about, what, 6'4", isn't he? And yeah, he he's, yeah. And he, he made those, some plays with his feet, too, which was uh, those, I didn't really know he could do. Those two or three runs. I mean, the yes. one run makes uh, and puts the ball out in front and gets the first down. He, there was a scramble after that, too. But that, yes. one was, that one's the play of the game right there kept them moving and now you can you know that kansas city defense is uh very erratic and uh they kind of uh they once you when you get them running around in circles you could do some uh, great things against them too and uh they were they were completely rattled by what was going on and they they were actually fortunate to uh you know still have a chance at the end of the at the at the to chance chance to tie it up that was another thing mike they were going down and that was the worst I'd ever heard Tony Romo on a broadcast in the last minute. Yeah, he like, said, should they let him score? Well, hell no. You, you can't let them get, they need a touchdown. Right. There's no evidence that they're going to score a touchdown. You don't, if, if they're sitting there where all they got to do is kick a field goal from 20 yards, then you let them score. You don't right. let them score when you're three ahead and they're on the right. eight yard line. You yes. Moron. I don't know what he was like goofy too it was and and finally uh buck had to say no 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 you don't you don't let him score yeah and that's excuse me yeah i mean they were uh they were uh he was rattled everybody was rattled nobody could believe what they say (laughs) and and, uh i i I gotta think kansas city this morning is like minneapolis and st paul were on uh January 15th, was it? 1999 would have been the Monday morning. What was that game on January 14th, uh, 1999? I think maybe it was. And uh, whatever morning that was, that was, I got to think Kansas City's that way today. Take a playcation to Mystic Lake for 24-7 gaming, fun restaurants and bars, and luxurious hotel rooms. And join Club M to bask in the rewards. Follow the lights to Mystic Lake, where every day is play day. I was down there once, Mike, when they lost as a number one seed in the first round. But that was with Elvis Gerback as the quarterback. <laughs> this is a little different. This is a little different. This is a little different. This is Patrick Mahomes. To do that to you is just uh, it's just an amazing loss. And now, you know what it was, though? It was a repeat of the second half of the Super Bowl last year when they yes. were just when they were just pathetic and yeah. uh and that's you know i i don't know i guess i guess i gotta reevaluate i mean i, I love the kid but uh, the idea that there's nobody anywhere near him in the league is is kind of uh playing a second half like that in a huge game is really hard to explain and certainly does take a little bit out of the mystique that's for sure the other game um <laughs> It was close. Not every close game is great. However, that was just watching the the Rams and 49ers. You know, certainly some compelling stuff there. But, you know, 
San Francisco manages to take a what, 17 to 7 lead into the fourth quarter. The Rams rally, win 20 to 17, but you know, a game probably def- <clears throat> defined more by misplays than, you know, great plays. You alluded to the the safety for the 49ers just dropped a gift, you know, long yeah, pass from Stafford that was right to him instead of any other receiver and he drops it and then they wind up kicking the, the winning field goal on that drive. Niners win that game probably if he doesn't do that. It's it's uh Garoppolo is it's amazing the number of playoff victories he had when he drives you crazy. I mean he he tried to lose it you lose a couple of them. This could have been one of the great playoff runs ever if they pulled it off though and got got to the Super Bowl and uh, you know, because they what they who they who they beat in the first Dallas, right? They beat Dallas. Yes. Yep. Then they then they beat Green Bay. Then they could have beaten. I mean, this would have been one of the great playoff runs ever. And uh but they you know, Garoppolo, he just he throws he just throws the ball in the general direction way too often. So he, he I, I would I would imagine they will move on to Trey Lance for next season and hope he can play. But uh, you know, there's no guarantee of that either. But uh, you know, the Rams, this is now their second Super Bowl since they came back to LA. Yes. In 2016. They have I, I looked it up, I was trying to remember. They have won three NFL championships, 1945 in Cleveland. And then the next year they moved to LA because the Browns were in town and that American football, that American, all American football conference. So they moved to LA and 46 became the first pro team to move to the West coast, basically. And then in, uh, and then they won in 51 with the Rams, Norm Van Brocklin and Bob Waterfield, two quarterbacks alternated. They were oh, both geez. in the Pro Bowl. They were both in the Pro Bowl. Wow. And then they won in St. Louis in 99. So they'd won, they've won three Super Bowls, one in Cleveland, one in St. Louis, one in LA. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and, and never, uh, no, they not once three Super Bowls. They've only won one Super right. Bowl, but they, as as St. Louis, three championships. But yeah, they've they've won three NFL championships, but in three different cities. Uh, you know, we all know they were in St. Louis for twenty one years, but you got to look it up and be reminded that they started off as the Cleveland Rams in nineteen thirty seven. So, anyway, it's uh, it uh, certainly that uh, jackass Stan Kroenke is a hero out there now, right? With his billion dollar two and a half billion dollar three billion or five billion dollar stadium and two super bowl appearances the this one in his own building yes uh it's uh it's it's all set up for them but i wouldn't trust i wouldn't trust them to beat the uh, Bengals. and you know what else is interesting mike what's that remember how upset we were that how could the Vikings yes. possibly lose the season Actually, opener to Cincinnati? I got, I got a message about that from our uh, our colleague Vince Tuss, who was like, "Yeah, should we reevaluate that uh, that <laughs> yes, loss a little loss. bit more?" Yes, yes, we should. Instead, we should be saying, "How did the Vikings ever some come so close to that? They yeah. had a chance to win that game. Would have won if Dalvin hadn't fumbled, probably." Yeah, they had the worst record in the league two years ago. Was it? Uh, yeah, what, they only. I think they only won four ago. games last year. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Man alive. It's uh, well, listen, 
this I the NFL drives me crazy with the officiating, which by the way didn't impose itself in either of these games. No, like those are fun. Usually does, and and a bunch of other things. But man alive, when you look at the you look at the playoffs from the first weekend to to yesterday, how amazing are the number of close games that there yes. are. Yes. What I wonder, I kept having this thought last night. And I really don't have one. What has happened to the league? I know they do everything they can for parity and everything, but what has happened to the league that so many games, just virtually, it seems like 60% of the games you watch are not decided at the two-minute warning. You know, it's, yeah. it's incredible uh, how, how close the competition has gotten. It's just amazing. I think teams can score faster now, and that's part of it. And I think, you know, I think part of it, too, is that when teams get ahead, they are even more than ever loath to make that mistake that's going to let a team get back into it even faster. But it, it I don't know if that explains all of it, but that's, that's kind of watching it from a distance. It just feels like that you can you're down two touchdowns with four minutes left. That used to be like games over. And now it's like, oh, they, they still got a chance. You got to watch till the end because the other team's going to try to run the clock and the other team's going to try to score a touchdown in 14 seconds. And, and that's just the way it goes. And the other thing, Mike, is if the Rams had actually uh, intercepted, I mean, if the 49ers intercepted that pass, McVay had already kicked away all their time. Yes. Right? Yes, they had. And Francisco ever could have. If San Francisco could have had the ball in the lead, they were done. They were finished. But the other thing about these abilities to come back is you can't recover an onside kick anymore. No. But somehow, they, if they get the ball with 24 seconds to go and need a field goal on their own 25, two passes, and they kick a 50-yard field goal. It's, yep. uh, yeah. You think that uh, McPherson kid is a hero in uh, Cincinnati? It's pretty good. Fifth-round kickers, baby. Got to draft a kicker yeah. in the fifth <laughs> round. Right. Hang yeah. on to him. I'm, um, if he'd been here and missed a couple in game two, we would have gotten rid of him, man. It was, uh, <laughs> it was, it's amazing, I guess. Uh, they're having a lot of fun with the idea that when he ran on the field to kick the 50-yarder last week, he said, I can't believe we're going to the AFC title game before he ever kicked the thing. So he's must a, be a confident young lad. Doesn't lack for confidence, no. Well, no, but it's uh, the Bengals. You know, two previous Super Bowls uh, were both against the 49ers. Yes. So that, that looked almost uh, like that was going to happen again. But uh, I think the first non-Viking Super Bowl I covered was the Bengals and the 49ers would. Bill, you know, that was what at the very start of the 49ers dynasty. Yes. And they kind of came out of nowhere to go to the Super Bowl. Cincinnati was more established then than uh, they yes. were. That was, that, the was the, that was the catch, right? It, uh, it was in the Silverdome. But was that the that the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl they went to after Dwight Clark? Uh, oh, yeah. 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 After they beat Dallas. Right. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah. And it uh, wasn't that they beat Dallas in. in yeah. The, on the last play of the game, right? So, we're almost the last play yeah. of the game. Yeah, but they, it was uh, in the Silverdome, and they had a snowstorm, and they had a ice storm like the night before. And nobody could get to the game. Oh, we all got all of us fat sports writers got out of the bus and walked about a mile to get to the stadium. And I'd left on the like the earliest bus in the morning 
there were a lot of guys later who didn't make didn't make kickoff because the traffic was just huh. backed up for miles. It was uh, that's uh, that's uh, that's what ruined the Northern Super Bowl until Mike Lynn convinced them to come here somehow. And fifteen years later, so huh. amazing. Well, the Vikings will try to get there at some point again it's been 45 years since they've even been there patrick which is yeah. amazing We're, Vikings fans complain. Only what uh, there's only f- about five of us now right four or five that you know there's a detroit's never been there yeah and, and uh I, I think well cleveland's never been there but cleveland didn't go as the original browns or this one but uh i don't know there aren't many left that haven't no, uh, haven't been since as it since the Vikings have. Since All right, let me get started on this Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, then we'll talk a little crap. bit. You, you oh, and I still haven't talking. You and I still haven't talking about the talked about the uh, new GM. We got to get to the old GM in a minute. But yes, let's hear your Harbaugh stuff. That's that's, that's a good one to start with. Here's what happened. Hundred percent. Even though I have no sources, <laughs> I'm smart enough to know yes. this is what happened. Okay. The agent called up the Vikings and said, hey, Jim really admires, what was that guy's name again? Jim really admires your new general manager. He even met him once when he was out there with the 49ers. He'd love to interview for the Vikings job. And they said, oh, good. Well, let me, let's talk to uh, uh, Quasi and we'll see if he wants to do that. And Quasi says, sure, let's interview him. And they said, Okay, but here's the deal. You contacted us, right? You contacted us. The story is you contacted us. Okay. Okay. All right. He hangs up the phone, the agent, he calls Floria and says, hey, pro football focus, get this out there quick. Harbaugh and the Vikings are in hot communication. (laughs) And that's where all this crap came from. There was no chance if he becomes the coach. I will, it'll be the most surprising thing I've seen in, I don't know how long in sports, at least the second half of the Chiefs game. uh, (laughs) At least for the last 24 hours. 24 hours. There's no chance. It was all a setup by the agent. And everybody says to get more money out of Michigan. No, I think he wants to move, but uh, I think he wanted the, the word to get out there. Supposedly, Stephen Ross, you know, who's a big Michigan guy, and the owner of the Dolphins is that that's probably where he's going to end up. This works out great for Michigan. In my opinion, though, they get rid of the whack job and they can either hire Matt Campbell or Lula or fickle from, uh, from Cincinnati and they'll be better off. But uh, I, this, you cannot go and say what Adolfo Mensa said for 45 minutes at that press conference about a partnership. And then, find a guy who Mike Zimmer makes look like Mike Zimmer would be Mr. Collaboration to this guy. This guy is crazy, a crazy control freak. You're going to get him in here as the partner for our new, new age, 40 year old guy from Princeton who never put on a pair of shoulder pads and he and Harbaugh are going to be big buddies. That's uh that was the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, but, it was. It was interesting. It was interesting to think about for about twelve seconds, oh, just like I how the, how it. fun it would be. And you know, he's guy was 
44, 19, and 1 with oh, the 49ers. I'm not, I'm not denying that he yes. can coach. No, I think he could coach like crazy. It took him a while at Michigan because I think he really would have a hard time relating to – he should be coaching to the pros. i got to think he has a hard time relating with college kids who – and especially this old transfer age has to drive him nuts. He likes the fact that you can, he likes the fact that you can franchise a guy and keep him right. He doesn't right. want some kid coming in and saying, ah, you're not playing me enough. I believe and I'm going to some other school. Right. So I, I think that, uh, I, I don't, I'd love to have him as the coach. Uh, you just here. don't think there's any way, no way. Uh, he'd be great. He'd be great. Great copy. You know? Yes. I mean, I think I'd pay admission to have Chris Thomason asking him questions. It'd be fantastic. <laughs> he'd say anything and Harbaugh's head would blow off. But um, I, I say no way. I say no way does it fit the whole lingo that we received. When was that? Friday, Thursday, right? Thursday, right? Was yeah. the press conference? Yeah, for yes, Thursday, yeah, Thursday morning. Thursday. Yes. I, I get I get confused here, but uh, uh, you can, you can't be the ultimate new age intentional decision makers and then uh, bring in Jim Harbaugh as your partner and and would be all powerful as the coach. So that does it just doesn't make any sense to me, and it never did. You. You wrote your take on the collaborators in this uh, in this market that we have now. You went back and saw the uh, the family of Gerson Rosas. The uh, what was yeah. what's the what's the Falvine? Uh, oh, the collaborators. They collaborators. Were I remember that that was when we were introduced to that was way back in 2016. The link, you know, collaboration right. has now become part of our sports speech. But that was kind of the you know. Falby said it so often that we used to count it what he was saying in his sentences <laughs> to the point that he doesn't say it anymore. He tries to avoid saying it, but he was that. And then we got PJ right after that with the culture. Right. And then we got, uh, and then we got Gerson and, uh, you know, and uh, so we were very familiar with uh, this, but they, uh, I think they took it to a new level with me, with the uh, new age speak, with the, uh, obviously, uh, I've had a lot of fun with intentional decisions, particularly when I looked up that there actually is a term intentional decisions, which is this big elaborate, it it gives you a chance to make an ethical decision or choice, but I don't know what a, uh, I don't know how an ethical choice is different than a smart choice, but uh, anyway, that's... uh, that's, I had a little fun with it. It, it uh, you know, there was a column I wrote that that was one of those columns where you write the first three graphs and say, okay, I wonder where the hell this is going. You, know? so, <laughs> you got there those. I, I, I enjoyed it. And it's just, he's, I, you know, it's, it's just such a different kind of hire, such a different direction they've gone. Yes. Obviously it happened, you know, six days ago. So we're not going to spend a ton of time on it, but it's, you know, it, within the context of Harbaugh, it's interesting and just the, the thought of that mixing, but he's, he's just, it's a Ziggy and Mark Wilf just went a, they, they went a, a 180 away from where they, where they have been. That, that, that's yes. the most interesting thing to me is that they, they, you know, some organizations just kind of, you know, say they want a change and man, these guys, these guys dove head first. I don't know if it's going to work, but they, they actually did make a hire that is completely different. 
Yeah, and it's uh, completely different than anything ever been done in the NFL, yes. really. Uh, it's a guy who's never tackled anybody in his life, you know. So, it's, to my knowledge, he never played football, right? I, I, no. I, I, even as an eight-year-old skinny kid, and uh, which is, you know, fine. I, I, I thought he was okay. I this this crazed love for him, uh, love for the hire was rather interesting to me because I was sitting, sitting there saying, "Well." We, we have no we'll idea. See. We'll, like, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, I would guess it's going to be either Kevin O'Connell, who they're interviewing today, uh, the Rams offensive coordinator, who seems to sit the profile 36. This Graham guy that who's a buddy of his, apparently, that he went and talked to with the Giants now. There's what no- the Giants accomplished this year scares you a little bit, but supposedly is an extremely bright guy. O'Connell's Isn't 49ers. He- O'Connell's 49ers, right? Oh, oh, yeah. No, I thought O'Connell was the Rams. Is he? Where I'm mistaken. Kevin O'Connell? Yeah, I don't know. Keep look going. Him up. Keep going. I'll look it up. And But the Graham guy who's a Giants defensive coordinator, Yale graduate. So uh, they apparently have a relationship from the past. So And he made sure to hire uh, to interview him. And they're going to – I wonder if uh, D'Amico Ryans is an interesting character, too. So uh, – you're yeah, right. O'Con- I, O'Connell's Rams. I was thinking of Mike McDaniel. My bad. It was a different. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I, I would guess they'll have a coach here and here by Thursday or so. Don't you think one of those young guys, one, either O'Connell or Graham or maybe D'Amico Ryans would be the yeah. would be the guy. I don't I don't see any of the others as being strong candidates. Ryans would be the uh, have they already zoomed O'Connell or haven't they? I don't even know if they did. Uh, I can't remember if they have or not. Um, I think they had those, because they had, these guys were in the title game, they had to wait, right? Or they something. had this original list of eight, yeah. No, the word last week was that they uh, they were trying to not spend a huge amount of money because they owed so much to Zimmer and, uh, and uh, Spielman and, uh, and they Polls his agent Trace Armstrong didn't like the offer that he was getting. So even before they interviewed him, he went to Chicago and took the job there. Yeah. So that we don't know who their first choice was. This guy became their only choice. So uh, yes, and and let you know, I'm I'm willing to give him. A, I'm 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 going to have a few laughs at the expense of the modern lingo, but yes. I'm not. I'm not anti in any way for right. him. I, he seems like a nice enough fella. If he, you know, talks English, I will be fine. If he talks, if he, uh, you know, Murray County, we never heard of tabula, tabula rasa. Tabula rasa. Yeah. Never heard of that one. So anyway, I, I saw that in Andrew Kramer's notes on yes. uh, Thursday and said, okay, we'll go somewhere with this here. I don't know where, but we'll, we'll go somewhere with this. So, uh, I think that uh, it, it it's impossible, Mike, to have an opinion on these assistants. So, isn't it? I mean, it's a you're throwing oh, yeah. a dart, you're throwing a dart at a board. Some of them turn out to be Sean McVay. Some of them don't, right? Yes. Some no, of, I... Some of them fail. Some of them turn out to be Joe Judge. Oh, <laughs> got yeah. himself fired That's two years, and and it, he came in and got. And you see a guy like that and you say, how in the hell did he get fired? You right. Know? 
I do like this Graham guy, though, saying, yeah, I'm out of the Bill Belichick tree. He doesn't want to mention he's been out of the Joe Judge tree the last <laughs> couple of years. He wants to avoid that that uh, connection, the Joe Judge tree. Fell out of the be... Joe Judge tree and hit every branch <laughs> on the way down. Yes. yes. So anyway, so uh, we'll have more uh, Viking uh, stuff this week. I, I bet by yeah. Thursday, a coach. I'm going to talk to Ben today for Tuesday's show, Ben Gessling, our beat writer. And I'm sure I'll ask him a little bit more about the coaching search. Um, let's, let's finish. Let's talk a little bit about Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer and Mike Zimmer's <laughs> girlfriend. Um, so Spielman was kind of on his radio tour in the last week or so kind of talking about his tenure with the Vikings, what went wrong, what went right. He was on, I think the quote that we got to zero in on was with, I think it was with Colin Coward where he said, I think the number one thing you're looking for is the head coach has to have a relationship with that quarterback and can a defensive head coach connect with that quarterback. And I don't know if that was the one that set Mike Zimmer's girlfriend off, but she got on Twitter and she's not particularly active on Twitter. I think maybe, I think I saw she hadn't tweeted for maybe more than a year. She hops on and says, Rick, how can you build a team when you refuse to talk to the coach and don't show up? You talk a lot to everyone else, just not the ones who mattered when the organization needed unity. You caused separation. Your gossip needs to stop. Let's talk facts. And she also tweeted, what about the GM having a relationship with the organization, not talking to your coach for three months, Rick backpedaling and spin have always been your game. You should be embarrassed by your media blitz of it. Wasn't my fault. So we haven't heard from Zimmer, but we kind of have, haven't we? Yeah, we have. And, uh, you know, I would think that, uh, the young lady in that relationship, we've all, uh, we've all admired her from a distance it has a lot of power in that relationship, I would think. And, uh, she, uh, now when Heather Fleck went on Twitter or went on, uh, not Twitter, Instagram, I believe, and ripped the Vike Gopher fans after the Bowling Green game. Yes. Uh, PJ went to her and told her to get take it down. And then they got gopher hole to take it down. So she'd stop getting ripped. Right. Yes. So that would indicate to me that PJ has the power in that relationship. I think in this relationship, this young lady can probably tweet out anything she wants to. Right. And maybe Zimmer doesn't mind it either. Maybe he's like, yeah, yeah. no, he doesn't. Cause he, Hey, now has Spielman talked to anybody local or has this all been national? I stuff? think it's all been national radio. Just like when he was a behind the scenes leaker of information to his uh to his buddies. Uh uh you know, it's it's I, I think he must be you think he's lobbying for a TV job or something. Maybe uh, yeah. kind of a well after not saying anything here for about 10 years, he should have some words to hang up. But yeah, I, I always thought he was a snake. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I never trust. I, I always thought he was, you know, a back channels type of guy. And he obviously by the hell by before mid season, he knew that, that this season might not work out. And right. That, Zim was going down the tubes and I can see him backing off on Zimmer and, uh, and, uh, it, it is, uh, it is a pretty good indication of why the, uh, Wilfs felt they had to clean house, right? <laughs> yes. they have these two guys. You know what else is interesting about the whole change? 
What? Ziggy doesn't come out in public anymore. They finally figured out he's a stoop when he tries to talk. So Mark, much smoother. Very good. Mark, 12 years younger, much smoother. Yes. Uh, he can throw out those... Uh, he can throw out those uh, corporate terms in, uh, in, in a much easier fashion than Zygmunt can. So that's, that's a good decision they made, too. Don't let, it, don't let Ziggy speak. Maybe they decided that right around the time they got that picture of them all shoveling the dirt from uh... <laughs> the, the, evil shirt, the evil grin on his face <laughs> yes. when we're paying his, for his $1.15 billion stadium. Yeah, I've used that shovel uh, picture as my uh, top of my Twitter account every <laughs> once in a while. I'll I'll switch back to that one. So anyway, well, yeah, it's it was a uh, it's uh, yeah it it is amazing that uh, that it was Mike. It was just we've said it. It was just one of those years that. Zim was giddy, as I said. He was giddy on opening day. Two days later, Cousins is sent into Kornstein, and it was off the rails the rest of yep. the year. It was just, it was, you had Chili on the other day. Yeah. And by the way, tell the people, Chili's a pretty good guy. He's a really good I guy. I don't believe that. He's a good guy. He's he a is. great guy. I just like him a lot. But he was, you know, that first year he played coach and that got him off to a bad start, but he's a really good guy. But it, it's, this was an exact replica of 2010. This yes. season. Anything that could go wrong, except no roof collapse, but yes. damn near, it, it might as well have. So, yes, anyway. I agree. Well, we, our, I, think we, I should mention our plucky gophers. They couldn't have been more plucky again. Yes. They almost did it. I know. Pluck, almost beat the Badgers. The pluck doesn't work. I mean, the no. Big Ten, the Big the, Ten's too good. The women beat the Badgers. The Gopher women beat the Badgers. Oh. I don't think Lindsay's ever lost to them. She's lost to plenty of other teams, but they've not yeah. lost to the Badgers. I, we didn't I, get to I, didn't get to Wolves. Didn't really get to Wild. But we, you know what? Football season's only so long. We'll, we'll get to a lot of those teams once we get to February. But plucky Gophers, you're right. They're they're getting a lot of bonus. They're getting a lot of moral victories this year, which you know. Yeah, but it could end up being about four and sixteen. So that's uh, you know sometimes yeah, talent uh, talent wins. And as far as Lindsay goes, uh, there she's not going to win many this year. She gets her recruit next year, and if things don't yep. get better, yep. Oh uh, yeah, she doesn't have. She got another year, I'd say. So yep. Anyway. I watched some of that game during the breaks yesterday. They Neither were, team was shooting very well. That's for no, sure. they weren't. There was uh, those poor rims, man. They're going to have to be remodeled. But anyway, uh, that's the way. But uh, shock of the weekend, Pat Mahomes, second half. I don't know where Terrible. that came from. Yeah, he, was, he looked like an amateur out there, and that was not what I would have expected. But, well, we'll see what happens in the Super Bowl in two weeks. I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around Rams, Bengals, but uh, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. It'll be all right. I think we're all going to be rooting for Joe Burrow. Yeah, he's likable. He's likable. Yeah. He's got, like we talked about before the show started, he's got a little bit of the makings of early Tom Brady to him. I don't want to put that on somebody because that's, that's a lot to put on somebody, but he just reminds me a little bit of him, especially just, just watching him play. He's nothing phases him. Tom and the wife don't like the fact that ESPN has scooped yeah. the fact that he's retiring. Yes. They right no. act like it's still a mystery. They yeah. wanted to roll it out. Uh, they wanted to roll it out sometime, maybe next Sunday or something. And yeah. uh, 
that. But Schefter's dug in on this one, so they must know that he's quitting. So. Yeah. Yep. All righty, sir. Good stuff. We'll uh, see you again next week. All right, Mike. See you. Bye.